0: stories. Big guests. The big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3. 770 CHQR. Well, I kind of got lost amid all the uh, news here at home yesterday, but folks, there was a car in space and a billionaire put it there. Maybe we should take a moment and appreciate how remarkable that is uh spacex their falcon heavy rocket here's abc's david Curley. this launch intensifies a new space race a private company has now launched the biggest rocket in the world successfully sending cargo into space it means elon musk and his spacex company now has the advantage for heavy payloads getting those payloads into space big satellites possibly humans in the next three to four years okay so this is uh, elon musk of course uh, and it is a tesla roadster i believe uh that went up with this rocket so yeah i mean it's it's pretty cool what he's done but it, it's it's hugely significant too and i think you know if you told someone 20 years ago 30 years ago that we'd be at this point i mean it would seem pretty remarkable but yeah, what are the implications of this? And, and where does Elon Musk go from here? What about his competitors? Well, somebody who's been uh, following this uh, joins us on, on the line here this afternoon. Sean O'Kane is a reporter at The Verge, TheVerge.com. Sean, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Rob. Happy to be here. Well, we appreciate this. So, I mean, from your own perspective, and I know you follow this stuff, I mean, how, how significant was, was yesterday in the launch of Falcon Heavy?
1: I I think it was big in two particular ways. One, in this pretty seriously ramps up uh, SpaceX's capabilities as a company. Uh, They can launch launch bigger and. Better things to space now, which means they potentially have more customers. They can uh, compete better with what competitors they have, um, like Jeff Bezos' space company Blue Origin. And uh, so, so that's one side of things. And then the other side of things is it's a big deal in uh, sort of helping CEO Elon Musk follow through on the promises that he makes. You know, he with all of the companies that he has a hand in, whether it's SpaceX or Tesla, he is known for making putting very bold flags down in the ground and setting deadlines that he sometimes doesn't meet. I mean, this rocket was supposed to fly originally a couple years ago, and it took them this long to get here. Um, So, you know, he misses those deadlines sometimes, but it's still important for him to get these things done to be able to show uh, not only to customers, but to people, to investors, and to people who are sort of just out there in the public that they can actually pull this stuff off. It might not always be exactly when they say it will be, but they can do it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's burning a lot of money in the process, too, right? And and I guess wh- where's the payoff? Um, I mean, wh- where where what is his end game, as you understand it?
1: Well, I mean, what they say, what he says, and what the company says um, broadly as the end game is to uh, make it possible, make access to space cheap enough that theoretically one day we would be able to travel around the solar system, maybe set up. Uh, another human presence on Mars Um, and by to be able to get there what SpaceX is doing is Working through this series of rockets, the Falcon 9 that they've had for a few years, now the Falcon Heavy, eventually the big Falcon rocket that will debut in the next few years that will supplant both of these existing rockets. Uh, and and the reason they're iterating on all these rockets is basically with each version they hope to reduce the cost per pound to orbit. So, you know the the Falcon 9 rocket right now, if you want to pay SpaceX to send something up there, a Falcon 9 costs about sixty million dollars. Falcon Heavy can take far more than the Falcon 9 can take, but it only costs about $30 million more. and That's, sure, a lot of money, but when you're talking about cost to space, when uh, other options like from the United Launch Alliance all cost in the hundreds of millions of dollars, and and NASA's working on a rocket that is going to cost about a billion dollars for launch, We're talking relative pennies.
0: Yeah, that's relatively efficient. And I guess Elon Musk, I mean, he's playing a long game here. It's not just about where he's going to be in in two or three years, but, you know, where he's going to be in 10 or 15 or 20 years, right?
1: Yeah, totally. And I I think another thing, it gets overlooked a lot because it sounds a little bit boring, but uh, there are a lot of companies, including SpaceX, uh, that are all trying to figure out how they might set up. Uh, a sort of satellite-based internet, um, whether that's just for certain regions around the world or whether it's they're talking globally, um, SpaceX is into this, Virgin is into this. Some of the, a lot of the space companies and even some of the technology companies have been trying to figure out a way to do this. And I think by getting to the point where you can launch um, lots of rockets, lots of satellites on those rockets, or lots of big satellites on those rockets, um, in anticipation of sort of a potential boom in the satellite market is another reason why we've seen him pursuing this space so heavily.
0: Uh, what, what other competitors are there? Who else is, is chasing him in this game here? Uh,
1: the most direct one is really this company, Blue Origin, that Jeff Bezos founded. Um, they're a little bit more obscure, but that's really on purpose. Uh, they've been very private about um, the sort of comings and goings and like the things that they've done. I mean, they don't, they're not as bombastic in the public eye as SpaceX. They don't typically live stream their uh, rocket launches. And uh, another big distinction with them is that they also don't really have paying customers yet. All their tests, which have been pretty impressive, uh, they actually beat SpaceX to sending a rocket to space and bringing it back down. Uh, landing it on the ground upright uh, a few years ago. I think that was two and a half years ago now. Um, but they've been doing this all just purely as test flights, while SpaceX was trying to accomplish these things, while NASA and satellite companies were all actually paying them to do a job in the meantime. Um, so, so, Blue Origin is really the most, uh, maybe, analogous one, just because it has that sort of Silicon Valley CEO tie. There's also the United Launch Alliance, which is uh, a combination uh, effort of Boeing and Lockheed Martin so you know you have these two long-time government contractors that have come together um, to sort of form what they thought at the time was a you know a fresh new company that was going to tackle and own the space industry up until SpaceX came along and undercut them on all these prices and is now like taking business away from them um, and the United Launch Alliance's argument is Uh, Hey, you know, we don't lose rockets. SpaceX has had a few moments where they've had rockets have problems This doesn't happen with our stuff. We know it's a little bit more expensive But that's what you're paying for with us. And those are really the three biggest players. Yeah,
0: well, and I mean, obviously, the, you know, the government monopoly on, on space travel is, is kind of smashed here now. Uh, NASA has its, its goals. Uh, SpaceX has its goals. And, and they do overlap when, when you look at, you know, the moon or even Mars, potentially. So does that, does that allow for potential cooperation between private and, and government space agencies slash companies?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're really sort of on the cusp of uh, a a few years where things are going to get kind of interesting in that in that whole section. Um, right now, we're talking about you know maybe just sending satellites up to space and stuff, and, and SpaceX sends cargo to the space station. There's also the Russian space agency, uh, Roscosmos, that sends cargo to the space station, as well as that's the only uh, rocket that takes humans up to the space station right now. Uh, by the end of this year, SpaceX says it's going to be sending humans on its Falcon 9 to the space station, um, while Boeing has also been selected to do that. And a lot of people think that those launches aren't going to happen until twenty nineteen. But once you start getting into the place, you know, say in two years, where SpaceX, Boeing, uh, and uh, the or the sorry, the two of those companies have the ability to send humans into space, and then you have SpaceX working on these bigger rockets that could maybe take people to explore the moon. Which you know, our our country over here is uh, has a renewed sort of focus. Uh, President Trump signed a new sort of directive to refocus NASA on the moon instead of a mission to Mars uh, right away. Uh, and so I think SpaceX is trying to angle into that as well, knowing that there's going to be a bit more pressure to go there first. Uh, and so we're, we're in for this sort of uh, new drama that's going to play out in the space industry, where like, People are going to be on board these rides, as opposed to just you know rockets sending up uh, satellites or cargo and things like that. And then all with the backdrop of NASA has been working on this incredibly expensive, incredibly big. Uh, essentially replacement to the shuttle. It's, it's going to be NASA's first rocket since they retired the space shuttle in 2011. Um, and That is supposed to do all these things, but because it's taken so long and it's cost them so much money, uh, that's really opened up this space for all these other companies that we've mentioned to come in and say, hey, come ride with us to space, we'll save you a bunch of money, and you'll probably look a little bit cooler in the process.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, full coverage uh, at TheVerge.com. Very interesting development. Sean, uh, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this.
1: Thanks, Rob. Have a good one.
0: You too. Take care. Uh, Sean O'Kane is a reporter at the TheVerge, TheVerge.com, and uh, has mentioned full coverage of yesterday's launch and what it all means. Uh, something else that has changed this week, I, I think now, if I'm not mistaken, it, it's, it's done, it's finished, it's official. Oh, Canada has new lyrics or different lyrics. So does the government need to do more now to tell Canadians, (laughs) make sure we're aware uh, that the lyrics have changed? Uh, So there's some pressure on the government to launch uh, an awareness campaign. I I don't know that necessarily everyone's going to be happy with that, though. Feels as though this change being uh, rammed down our throats a little bit here. So we'll get into that controversy coming up in a few minutes here. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.